Welcome to Imagine This Podcast. A conversation show where we talk to Milwaukee's arts, cultural, and creative leaders to highlight all the incredible transformative work in our region. We hope that after listening to the pod, you will see our region and all the awesome artists, arts organizations, and creative assets in Milwaukee in a new way. I'm David Lee. I'm MacArthur Antigua. And I'm Lindsay Sheridan. Still feels weird to be in real life looking at both of you in your faces, not on Zoom. Yeah. I mean, doing the podcast. It's weird that you don't have three other windows open and just reading other articles (laughs) as you're doing the pod. I don't multitask. (laughs) The truth comes out as Mac leaves. Yeah. Final episode. (laughs) Hey, Mac. Yes. Hey, hey, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Hey, Lindsay. (laughs) Hey, listeners. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Mac. Hey, everybody. Hey, David. Hi. Apologies to Elizabeth in advance. This will be more chaotic than normal. No. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mac, who's Hi. our who's our guest this week? Our guest this week is me. What? Mac Antigua. Why is that? Because uh, I'll be leaving Imagine MKE. So we're oh. doing our exit interview. Publicly. publicly that's right. We're doing a public that's exit right. interview because I'm all about transparency. <laughs> I'm all about... Yeah, all we'll see up. if you save anything for the real. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then my sub pod where I will really give all the real things, except that's behind a Patreon paywall. So what will your sub pod be called? Um, yeah, that's a good question. What would my, my sub pod, uh, it'll be, it'd be called. What's the opposite of imagining? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It's just anxiety, anxious worrying. <laughs> Wallowing. Anxious, anxious. Yeah. But it's, no, it's, it's, it's thinking about all the times in my past where I messed up and just go stupid, stupid. <laughs> the opposite of joyful abundance, actually. Just hateful. Hateful scarcity. <laughs> hateful scarcity. <laughs> just thinking. Just sitting there, lying awake at night. It's 2 a.m. Just staring, going, oh, I remember when I botched that. That was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just putting a mic in front of you. Yeah, this, yeah, we'll have a mic in that. <laughs> yeah. It's a middle uh, of the night I have a next to me. I pull podcast. it up on my desk, uh, and I just pull it over, and I like, and then, and then David's in the corner of the room, thumbs up. Sounds good. Levels are good. Keep talking. I, Does I Maru this. make guest appearances in this? <laughs> She's just snoring. <laughs> I love this like shadow idea of joyful abundance is hateful scarcity. Yeah, hateful scarcity. <laughs> that, should, that should be that should be the, the next product that AKA, comes out. AKA <laughs> life in the nonprofit industry. Hateful scarcity. Uh, oh, I see. That's okay, so, so actually it's that's the that's the sub pod for when you leave Imagine. So Antoine will be joining you on hateful scarcity. <laughs> hateful scarcity. <laughs> yeah. Can't think of a more natural guest co yeah. host. That Antoine Carter on one called Hateful Scarcity. <laughs> Instead of wearing like his usual baseball cap and jersey, he just wears like a, a This t-shirt. is like the, the yeah. antimatter, right? The antimatter world. Of Somewhere. The yeah. opposite world. Yeah, that's so yeah, funny. The darkest yeah. timeline. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, tell us more about our guest. <laughs> so, our guest today is Mac Antigua, who's born in uh, Lincoln Park, uh, neighborhood of Chicago, back in the yeah. mid 70s. Uh, and then, you know, in his house, in the right room, you could see him posing in, a, in front of a picture of a 1976 bicentennial flag. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? It was just 76. It's a cute little photo of me <laughs> smiling. Uh, and then he grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, mm-hmm. is, which is where he still loves his Chicago teams. Uh, he never thought he'd leave Chicago, but he married an academic and they ended up moving mm-hmm. to Houston, Texas. So I lived there for a while. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they moved to St. Paul, where he fell in love with the Twin Cities. He, he, foreshadowing, he didn't know that was Artsy Tobia USA. Probably would have loved it more. Uh, and then the academic decided to move us back 
to the Midwest and, and lived in Milwaukee for the last 11 years. Wait, Minnesota is not the Midwest? No, it's a separate Shangri-La. <laughs> It is. It's it's where all the above that people are above average. And it is a shining shining beacon of. It's yeah. a shining beacon yeah. of possibility and hope. Yeah. Uh, not 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 the dystopian hellscape. And so that's what <laughs> that the that yeah, the, right. the Great Lakes, at least our part of the Great Lakes, the other part of the Great Lakes, the non superior part of the Great Lakes. Yeah, and so there you go. That's the bio. And he spent how many years in Milwaukee? Eleven now. Mm-hmm. Still, and I still will reside in Milwaukee, even mm-hmm. though I'm I'm leaving Imagine MKE. Now, don't you reside in the other utopia called Shorewood? Shorewood was not, not actually in Milwaukee. Can we not give it give it away to identity <laughs> hucksters who are now like where who are now guy? spamming where my Wells guy? Fargo account and like going, where's he from? What hospital Shorewood was he born in? <laughs> That's what David's doing. David's like Mother's David's just name. setting this out to all his his <laughs> like right. his his the Malaysian <laughs> and Singapore syndicate the that army are hacking, that, to get you, hacking yeah, away. Right. At, Trying uh, to break into my my bank account right now. <laughs> just like Mac, tell me about your fe- first pet. What was the name of your first pet and mm-hmm. the street you grew up on? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. <laughs> yeah, <good to> be <laughs> here. I'm sure everyone listening. I'm going. Is this a bit? It's not a bit. This is my last formal uh, pod in a roll. Mm-hmm. If I come back, it'll only be on as a guest or a disgruntled listener. I'll send in. <laughs> I'll send in mail voicemails <laughs> to the, to the pod. That is like, that is actually <laughs> the the tax that you owe me for leaving is that you need to send disgruntled emails to pod, <laughs> All the time. pod at imagine Potty, i'm gonna just keep org. sending yeah. it to pod and imagine yeah <laughs> yep. they're gonna be lots of end of the world provocations and yeah connections to herbal life invitations <laughs> to be part of my multi-level marketing scheme well i think i think that's what we're gonna need right is we're gonna need somebody to continue to make fun of Lindsay, and so the the, the pod emails will be will be helpful david, i think you do a See, great I job think david, i think david, david can do that just fine on his own he's a pro it just might come off as a little biting at times yeah when david does it yeah. it's it's a little rough mm-hmm. a little wait what david david you saying you saying I'm, I'm too incisive well exactly. like a scalpel <laughs> like a scalpel yeah mm-hmm. when i do it it's a uh, it's loving and jokey yeah it's like a it's like a pillow fight <laughs> I don't, big goose down pillow. I don't like this crowd. direction at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. So, so thinking, pillows, guys, use uh, promo code Mac Leaving uh, for Casper <laughs> if you want that at the Pillow Guy's website. Pillow, like, what, my Pillow Guy. Yeah, my Pillow Guy's website. What, what, what happened? I'm what joining happened? Mike Lindell. What I don't know like his name. <laughs> joining him. That's why I'm leaving. We had him out there. So, He's, tell our listeners where you are going. I, I have accepted a new role as the deputy director of Community and Network Impact at the My Brother's Keeper Alliance, comma, at the Obama Foundation. Mm-hmm. So that's my new role. Oh, so just some, some random place that nobody has ever heard of. Nobody. You're taking small, a little I'm really into small yeah. You, yeah. mom and pop yeah, nonprofits. Yes, he got the phrase in one more time on the that's podcast. Right, it's right. a favorite Mac phrase. <laughs> small, small mom small and mom, pop shop. You know a small mom and pop shop called the Obama Foundation? <laughs> yeah, now I get to derisively say that about myself, yes. <laughs> I'm selling out. That's right, guys. I'm selling out. Mm-hmm. No, I, it was a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, <laughs> I like that I'm saying it's a great opportunity. Obviously, I wouldn't leave Imagine if it wasn't for a, a godfather. It's either this or right for SNL. Like, those were, like, the mm, two big mm-hmm. games. Or I, I'll say this out loud. We have a friend, Alicia Gonzalez, through uh, oh, yeah, yeah. NGEN. She's the executive yep. director of Cubs Charities, Chicago Cubs Charities. I, w- I want that, that job. The other that one. would be the other job. Well, you are, you're moving into foundation world. That it could, could happen. Well, I, and so, like, I'll, the role is My Brother's Keeper Alliance is in 250 cities where they have sort of these backbone organizations uh, trying to improve the outcomes of uh, boys and men, young men of color. Um, and uh, so my role will be making sure that those um, 
backbone organizations get hit hit better outcomes and, and utilizing the platform of the foundation with regards to technical assistance in terms of networking, in terms of, you know, getting uh, resources to these folks uh, to do that. So, and, and it's, it's, uh, I started my career in youth development. Uh, and so even though I'm not directly serving young people, uh, it's really exciting to, to get back into it and working uh, to improve the trajectories of hundreds of thousands of young men around the country and families. So, that's 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 the serious skinny about it looking mm-hmm. yeah so yeah mm-hmm. well you know we we obviously could not be more excited for you despite the fact that how sad we are for and a for, little for angry sad and anger yeah it's full <laughs> it's been full it's been a full last couple of weeks guys in meetings just the daggers of stairs the quiet moments of reflection aren't about what's the work about it's like i hate you i hate you so much if Mac, if you weren't officially on the slap tour on Lindsay's slap I'm in tour, you're in you're in out. You, you are on the top of the greatest hits. Yeah, slaps. that's right. She's going right and left handed. It's like the I'll, bear clap, <laughs> bear clap slap, or the shark clap, whatever uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's like an east west clap. Are you saying on north south like clap like a slap? Both, so both. Yeah, probably. Listeners, if you want to get on uh, hashtag Lindsay slap tour, uh, just it's really easy. It's really easy to get on. Well, no, it's actually pretty hard. I. I, I, yeah, you had to you had to take another job. Well, I had to it, take another job to do. Yeah, that. It, it, it requires worming your way into her heart. Yeah, and then breaking it. That's Killing it. it. Killing it from the <laughs> inside. That's it. <laughs> Ripping it, severing the aortas and <laughs> ventricles. I don't know any yeah, parts of hearts. That's true. Well, yeah, and and now I <laughs> and Lindsay now is assured I will go back to icy. I see, I see walls, setting up the walls. And well, you know, so I won't be hurt again. On a, on a warmer note, I yes. can be warm too. Thank you. Yep. Um, only robots say that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, only AI and robots say things <laughs> like, I can be warm. That, that kid in AI, I think that was a line. Yeah, that was yeah. the kid in AI. What is that kid doing? Was that jo- Haley Joel Osment? Haley Joel Osment. He's around. He's, He's around. around. He's, He's around. around. Shout out to my guy, Haley Joel Osment. I like so how you pronounce the N there. Like, you really hit that N. Osment. Yeah. Yes, Lindsay, as you were saying. You can be warm. This is fun. This in-person thing is fun. It's fun. <laughs> For us, maybe not our listeners, yeah, as you're saying. Um, do you want to take a crack at answering our, our classic opener question? Yes. Have Although you been I, thinking about it? I did. We, but didn't we do this on another pod? Where we uh, did maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I'm sure you have more stories. All right. So give me the question again. Yeah. Tell us about an arts and culture experience that had a strong imprint on you. So I didn't prepare for the test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't, you, you've I mean, only I been think, asking this question for a hundred other people. Well, I know, <laughs> but when you turn around on yourself. It's, it's hard. Well, the boilerplate answer is, is, has been around improv. Like I've always mm-hmm. mentioned how watching, and I don't want to necessarily repeat that, so I'm trying to figure out another experience. Um, but it does always, it always comes back. I mean, I, I, I do want to speak to that because I've been thinking a lot about the effect of it on my life, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another um, yeah, well, maybe I'll just keep unpacking it and just sort of, I, th- I think why, like, watching, get, seeing that first improv show, so I'm going to say the same answer, but I'm going to hopefully find another mm-hmm. insight. That's what I'm doing, for those of you listening. So I remember going on campus at Northwestern and watching improv in person for the first time after watching it on Whose Line Is It Anyway, like, on mm-hmm. WTTW PBS, like, watching the imports. And who's, the, who's the cast then? That was, oh, that was, like, the British John Sessions, oh, those Clive okay. Anderson was hosting it, okay. and like all these really. But then you also, I think Styles, mm-hmm. guys like Styles and Proops, Greg Proops would be there, and I, I just marveled at seeing it in person and seeing people my age doing it, and like, I just wanted to 
do that. That was one of those moments like, I want to do that. Um, and what do you so, think? What do you think felt like, what did you see in the people on stage? Other than like, oh, that seems fun. Like you probably had another reaction like that you wanted to see yourself. Well, it, it, it's, yeah. I think it's this vibe of like, they look like they're friends. Mm-hmm. They look like they're, they're, they're going to bat for each other. And it's, it's that teamwork. I loved it. Um, and it would later translate into when I, when I would study, study improv and, and do improv at IO, the, one of my favorite teachers, uh, Liz Allen, would say the opportunity to pour on stage is the opportunity to, to show love for each other. Like that's what they're coming to see. Like, yeah, they're coming to laugh and they want to be entertained, but they're really seeing a group of people so committed to each other over, the, for, over this course of time mm-hmm. that that's something they wish they had in their own lives. And so if you're doing that, that's great. So, so that, that really hit home for me like years later. Like, oh, that's what I, I want. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can think of the times where I didn't do well on stage was because I was scared or I, was, I wasn't taking care. You know, I wasn't trying to do with my scene partner or my ensemble mates. I was like trying to protect myself oh, I want to be funny or I want to not look bad or something like that. And it took me a while to understand, like, once I could let that go and just just care about the other people on stage and make them look great or just have fun. Um, and again, this is a bit of veering. I remember there was a time where I'd have friends come out to shows and be like, oh, you had a great show. I had a good time. And I would immediately tell them everything that was wrong with the show. So, well, <laughs> you know, you didn't miss this or didn't that do that. And yeah. I didn't understand at the time that I was actively like changing their experience. Like right. I was telling them like they what didn't they notice had. it at all. They didn't have that experience. Oh no. Yeah. But I was just assuming they were being nice. Right. I was right. not assuming good intentions. And, mm-hmm. and it took me a while to understand like, why are you doing that to them? Like to myself and, and just really take it face value that they had a lovely experience. And I, I re- what I recognized was that was just my insecurities. Mm-hmm. coming out and um, once I could figure out to let that go I was a lot better at improv I was a lot more fun as a teammate as opposed to thinking I need to get somewhere I need to achieve mm-hmm. something or I need to I need to pass a test the threshold of being good mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like hey you are already great or, you're already mm-hmm. full right now just go up there and have have fun with each other so so anyway that I think that's when I when you th- when you share that experience that those are the memories uh, that come up for me and the lessons I still live with today that, that still resonate for me. It's going, am I good enough? Am I, am I, do I, do I deserve this? Like these are, these are questions that I still grapple with professionally and, and personally. Um, and I think improv, because you're, you're dealing with failure all the time and complexity and ambiguity all the time. Uh, it, it was just, <laughs> as, a, as a kid who grew up who didn't want to fail, as a person who grew up who yeah. didn't want to make mistakes, who felt like I had to be perfect, um, for a myriad of reasons. And, and I, hated, I hated getting one wrong on a test. And I hated, <laughs> which meant I hated getting constructive feedback, right? I hated being reminded of like, how did it run? So, as opposed, so, so then like once I was good at things, then the stakes were higher. And if anything, that made it even harder to, mm-hmm. to like learn mm-hmm. and all these things. And then it made it harder to seek out opportunities to grow because you just want to, I wanted to protect myself. Anyway, improv, doing improv was just a start invitation to go that's do something no that's it's it's about being vulnerable it's about being present in the moment all the time and so that's you know that's the spinoff of like what when you and again maybe it's on this last conversation and role why the arts matter to me was having that opportunity to learn and, and grow in that way how have you how have you in your professional experience and even potentially personal, right? Like how have you found the opportunities to 
kind of um, take those learnings uh, from improv that, you know, you are just enough and whatever you're giving to your scene partner is just enough um, into, into role or in, or in person? Like, have, like, have you been, have there been times where, where you've been successful in sort of like making that transition shift in your mind of like, you know, I don't have to be anything more than, than I am. I just have to be, be me in this I think moment. There's a, there's a mental model growing up that if I'm in front of someone, I need to be the expert. I need to have the answer. Or else right. It's almost like a trans, transaction. Yeah. Me, yeah. They wouldn't have right, 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 them, right. right. And that I'm sure in a lot of workspaces or things that is the transaction I'm paying you or you're earning to do your expertise or to, or to give me right. the answer. Right. And what, what I'm hearing you, you invite me to consider is, but there have been times in my work where I'm dealing with a question that isn't, we're, we're dealing yeah. with something that doesn't have an answer. Yeah. Right. So, um, in those moments, I, I have to go like, Oh, so my role is I need to conduct this meeting where we don't know what the answer is. And, and when I'm in my shadow side, it's, oh, they're going to, I'm going to fail. Like, I don't know the answer. I know, and then I have to go back to improv going, actually, all you're charged to do is present the opportunity for your scene partners, i.e. the people in this meeting, to bring their greatness into the space. And, and your job is to host it. Your job is to weave it. Your job is to listen and synthesize. And, or... Your job is to initiate conflict because everybody's getting along too well. Like everybody's too comfortable. So your job is to turn up the heat and all these things. And so I think, I think that's when a turn for me was able to like learn from improv. It's like if everyone is in the moment, if we all, know, so like the way an improv scene dies is if, if me and Lindsay are doing a scene and Lindsay initiates something and she comes out and she's, she's holding like, like a, a, she's, maybe she's holding Maybe she's like diffusing a bomb, right? Like it looks like she's diffusing a bomb or she makes initiation that that's indicative that she's diffusing a bomb or doing something very delicate. Like my job in that moment is to make that reality even more true, right? It's not to, or, and, and not mm -hmm. to mess you up. Not to kill it. Not to, yeah, right? It's just to, to, to say, yes, that's happening. And what else, why else does this matter? Mm -hmm. right like the children are outside and they can't you know like how do I raise the stakes and then you're and then you're like diffused <laughs> right and so um I, I sort of lift that up and thinking we don't know how that we don't know where it's going to go but we trust we're going to figure it out together and I think that's when I think about my role here at Imagine it's creating spaces where people can fit and again what what do I have control over my expectation is that that's going to be we are we're going to create insights we're going to create connection and we're going to create new promises of how to do something different because of had our time together. So, but I don't know what that is. I might have a wish. Like I yeah. wish these happen mm -hmm. or maybe sometimes people need a suggestion. These are ways, but ultimately people are going to, that's what comes to mind. I think me. the kernel of doubt question is really interesting, right? That like, I'm, I may not be enough, but I mean, particularly for you, given right. that, you know, I, I know you shared with us that you went through the process at the Obama Foundation uh, yep. into getting this role, but yep. but your your new boss called you, right? That's right. And I would not have applied for this job. Yeah, and similarly for this job yeah, here, at you Imagine, called I me. called you. You right? called so me. I, I never would have applied like, for this yeah, job. That, that that should suggest that that you have something, right? Yes. That 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 is that suggests that you are you bring enough, right, to to, right. to the thing. And yet, I guess what I'm hearing, you, you had to talk like, to me yeah. several times. You yeah, chased me right. down. I brought fried chicken to your house. You, you, you took me out to lunch I, once yeah. and then you're like, yeah, I want to do this. And I'm like, that's great, David. See you later. And then you're <laughs> like, so do you want to come by? Like you were very good at recruiting me. Yeah. 
And I had to, and I and, should have brought was, fried chicken to his house to make him decide to not go. And at that, at that, at that time, not. you know, at that time though, like I, when you when you got me, I had to convince myself that I, I wanted to leave my past system. Right. And I, I was a different set of questions at mm-hmm. the time, but I still think at some level, like I was like, I don't know uh, that, and I had to listen. Right, people people saw something in me that I wouldn't have yeah. applied for on my own, and that's a good question for me to consider. Why wouldn't you? There are people out there that they go for go for it. I, I need to be invited to do that. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, now you've made me want to try improv, which sounds you should. And, and again, scary. you've been doing improv though. Like you've been work. You can imagine is doing improv, right? Like, <laughs> right? like it's it's doing yeah. it all the in, in ways. Like it's 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 uh, you'd be great at it. You know, I mean. Well, not so. you describing not to make this about me, but sometimes I think about the fact that like the work that we're doing here in that nature of improv is a little bit more generalist than specialist. Mm. Like there are other career trajectories that might be a little bit more predictable and a little bit more like you know that you become an expert in one thing, and that's not here, is it? No. <laughs> But I think what it what this place encourages is uh, building that sense of flexibility and a, and like to, uh, ability to react, ability to improv. I'm oversimplifying it. There's a, a bit, there's but. a really awesome book about improv uh, called Do Improvise, and and I've been, you know, it was one of those things I came across it two years ago and I read it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is super great. Like and 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 there's six words. The guy's like, if you forget anything, remember these six words. It's listen deeply. Let go, use everything. And I think about our time at Imagine, it's, it, that's, I think when we're at our best, it's like we really listen, when I say listen deeply, we try to really understand how is the world as it's being presented to us. Mm-hmm. And letting go is, well, let's try to let go as much as we can of, of our mental models of it. Because it exists for some reason. Like, why is it like this? It shouldn't be. Like, let's just try to see it for what it is. And then at that point, well, let's use everything at our disposal to, to take, to take a swing at it, to do something different. And I, so I think, I do think right to your point, mm-hmm. I think our work has, had, I think this work is, has by nature been a very sort of improvisational point of view. And I, and I stand by this, uh, Lindsay, and I was, I was chatting with this David earlier as I, as I reflect in the big picture, we're in a time of great collapse, right? The great institute, we, this is a lot of our own back, backroom talk, right? Of like yeah. all the things we know right. are not working right. what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, some, uh, one of my, my favorite teachers, uh, Raj Chavla shared with me, he's like, we could try to reform the system or can we try to hospice these systems and mm. bring something new? Mm. And then that was my same response. As Ooh. soon as he said hospice, said, I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow. wow. It's like acknowledging they did something. These systems did service, yes. but yet we need to put them to rest mm-hmm. because we need something new for now. And that's, mm-hmm. I, that evokes so much emotion in me because then I feel sadness because that means people really not just have to change, people might have to lose right. a way of being. And that, I think on some level, that's been our work. It's trying to invite people to lose mm-hmm. because if people say they want something different mm-hmm. and we, we know that's really hard. We've experienced it, even, even on a personal level, right? And that's, I think that's the other thing that I, I'd like to think of as my time here at, at Imagine is like we've had to think for ourselves, like what does that mean for us as an individual, as a person, our own practices, our own ways, how do we mm-hmm. practice that for ourselves knowing that everyone outside the four, do- four walls is going through the same thing. We're not separate, right, from the system that we're trying to change. In right. fact, we're, we're already complicit. It, yeah. We're already complicit, right? Mm-hmm. We so so I think that's and again, that's that's not a knock on us. That's just the polarity we have to hold. Like we're part of the problem, and we can help. Um, we want to help, um, but yeah. Anyway, 
as someone who's listened a lot and also I think shared that just incredible insight just now, um, what do you see, diving a little bit deeper, yeah. right, what do you see as the main challenge that we have to deal with here at Imagine? If, is, it, is it sort of putting these systems in the hospice? Is it like managing that change? And how do we, you know, now that you're on your way out, a week out, how do we do it? <laughs> Aren't you going to leave us an instruction? Yeah, exactly. For it's going to be stone tablets. Yeah. That you're be looking. I mean, at the heart of systems are people, right? It's, these aren't, these aren't, well, maybe not yet. Maybe these are not algorithms and bots that say, I'm warm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a warm person. Uh, no, at the, at the root, these are systems that have leverage points, right? That have decision makers, people holding them. And right. So, so I think, David, the, the thing is that, that Yes, the systems are created to create the results that they are, but yet they are still driven by people. And I think the, it's the work of people. Uh, it's the work of relationship building with people and people change, meaning how do you support people to take different behaviors and different practices and mindsets? And I think that's the work of Imagine. I think the challenge for that, it's really difficult to scale and be rapid yeah. with because everyone, again, is getting, everybody's getting some sort of result from the current system as it is. So to invite people to give that up is a lot. And usually what it is, is that the people who might have the least to lose, for example, because because the, their backs are against the wall, they're the ones who are willing to take risks, right? So the thing is, if, if we are, if imagine, say we, uh, if imagine is going to support change, it may find itself aligned with a lot of the outsiders or the, the folks that are margins. And so, and if Imagine gets really good at supporting those marginalized folks getting in the middle, there's going to be pushback too, right? There's going to be, the system's going to push back on that. So I, I, I think it's figuring out how do you rock the boat without getting kicked out of it or, or figuring out who the successors are. So when you do take a risk and you're knocked out of the system, people will be able to step up and, and capitalize. Or I was like, well, take a break. I don't want to say capitalize, but like wherever they are, they can carry this forward. So at the end of the day, it's not Imagine's work to be the only, only one. It, it's our work to support everyone, as many leaders in their systems to do the thing in their system the way yeah. so that they're and so that's but that's 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 a long way i think in some ways right like the 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 conversation has always been sort of framed at least in milwaukee right uh institutional non-institutional big medium small right insofar as like the, the the different stakeholders affiliated unaffiliated and i think to your point like this idea that like it is our role to support leaders in all of these different systems regardless of size regardless of shape regardless of affiliation to be able to have the tools and the support they need to be able to make change within their system. That is the thing, right? And I think that, that like, I, I think if, if we, if we're able to stand behind that result and continue to stand behind that result, but that also requires people to join us in that work yeah. too, right? Yeah. And I think the folks that are likely to join are folks that either are inspired by whatever is offered up as a possibility and, or maybe they're, they're already struggling in their system. And they, they right. want to figure out how can I, how can I, how can I get traction in my system or what are we offering them to do that? So, and it's going to sound really woo woo Oprah crystals type <laughs> stuff, but I, you know, I think ultimately it's about developing people and, and, and I think if imagine continues to develop people when I say to, or, or serve as a catalyst for the people's development, then it's going to, to succeed. Um, or it's going to win, not just as an entity itself, but the, the effort of building a thriving city right. driven by arts and culture is going to happen. Right. So, or at least it'll be accelerated if it wasn't more compared to a world that this wasn't there. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I look at the things that I'm proud of the most 
that's, that's, that's great. Cause that was my next question for you. Yeah. yeah well, already, <laughs> no, I, and I think about like, I think, I think it's creating, it, it's when we've been able to like convene people together in a way um, and, and new ideas were generated and new possibilities were generated. And it would be even better if dot, 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 you know, I had a better executing muscle, right. To support more to execute, mm-hmm. or we had the collective muscle to implement. Like I, I think back to when we started and led those first meetings about having the DNC art activation in the city. And we were able to mobilize so many people in meetings to potentially align around something. And we had grassroots and grass tops. Right. And, and so that's like the first thought of like, wow, people, this could happen. And we were on the verge of, mm-hmm. uh, having that, of course, you know, life takes a turn and, and things are different, but we, we continue to convene people in different ways and, you know, through the like arts and culture and public health cohort or, you know, our affinities for small arts and culture or even in our work groups, right. The different ways people have connected and, and, and built relationships through that. Like that's, that's what I wanted to do when I came over. And, uh, I think we are, I, I, I am left with the feeling of it could be better. And I don't know how much of that it's me. And sometimes in my shadow side of feeling mm-hmm. the deficit just in life. Um, that, I mean, that's something I'm on trying to manage. Ver, you know, like again, the show. Really, no, did you no. like the show? Right, like that. There's a bit of that. If like, oh Mac, I saw your work and imagine yeah. over the three years, no, it was great. And I'm like, really? Like, there's a vibe. I'm still like, I you don't know, know. You know what though? I mean, I think what you're talking about is the, like the shadow, the basements and balconies. Basements and balconies of the maximizer Gallop. strength. <laughs> okay. Which Gallop. we both have. Backdoor, backdoor strings. Top five. Strings, strings little, yes, as always. Maximizer. And I wonder. I mean, what you're speaking to is like, there's a certain amount of that. It could be better. That's that is healthy. And, and not an healthy. Asset. And not healthy. And there's, and there's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, what's the, I don't know what the line is. And I'm not sure in this like moment in your, in your life <laughs> where you're thinking, on the way out, like to what extent that sort of like. I, I think, facing. I think yeah. the line is clear in hindsight. Yeah. And the hope is I wish I had the wisdom in the moment mm. yeah. to have yeah. no, to be closer to appreciating the line for what it was. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And that's right. You know, and, and I think that's, I think now that I'm 47 years old, uh, I can access it a little bit better. Uh, Another bit of personal data for for those they, for the hackers for the there. Malaysian hackers. <laughs> you can go to my Amazon account and, and order all all the Finnish soap for the dishwasher. What I'll day, never what notice. What day was that birthday? Uh, the, the, yes, my birthday was <laughs> February 29th. February 29th. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's that's a th- that's a myth issue I have to manage, but. Um, but then in hindsight, again, I go back to it. It's sort of like my hope is that, and I hope that Imagine holds this, right? Like it's both. So again, it's, it's not either or it's both and like this work really matters and, but it doesn't matter so much that you don't want to risk something, right? Or we can't be too precious about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the first podcast where we can't be perfectionists yeah. about it, right? Like, that's right. Beca- or else you just get stuck. So I think that's a dance that you'll continue to figure mm-hmm. out. So as, as you're, as you're fading, what am I trying to say? Let me start this. As you're, as you're fading as out. You're fading as you're fading out. out. As you're fading it's like fading. in Back to the Future. Fading. It's like in Back to the Future. <laughs> who's going to know my Gen X references from now on? All right. This is a problem. You know this what you could do, problem. David? You could write them down on a sheet of paper <laughs> and mail it to me every two weeks. <laughs> and every fortnight, I'll return an email going, yes, and that, and that. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I talked uh, about, oh yeah, when I talked about Charlie Sheen and, and Men at Work. You're going to have to explain whatever your movie reference was to me yesterday. Oh, the Moneyball reference. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, 
Okay. That's so, not even Gen X thing. That's, that's more of a, <laughs> that's a, a early 2000s or 2010s. I need you to mansplain Moneyball to me. Is oh, <laughs> that's yikes. A, that's a bummer. Yikes. That's a, <laughs> you're not, though. You're just kidding, but you're not kidding. That's a bummer. <laughs> yikes. No, no that's I real. That's that, I meant that in a way like I, I haven't watched it. It's not my cup of tea. I will, I'll invite our listeners. Uh, adaptive Leadership, if you're interested in it, Moneyball is a terrific movie. It's a terrific movie to like unpack adaptive leadership issues. So, okay, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a plug. All right, because I know Steven Soderbergh needs more money. <laughs> Michael Lewis, the A's. I think yeah, Brad Pitt needs more shine. Go ahead. Okay, yes, but not fade. Um, okay, I'm not fading away. Okay, so speaking about speaking about that, having some of that perspective and shifting as you're on your way out, you know, what are you thinking about that you're taking with you mm. in person and in role? One of Max. One of Max's gifts that he's leaving with us. Person role and Person role system. Uh, yeah. I, that's a great question, uh, which is me buying for time. I, I'm hoping to, what, what I wouldn't have had if I took this, took this new role and not had the last three years was really, really believe in the power of art and culture in, in, as an engine for this. So when I'm thinking about, again, generating, you know, changing the trajectory for, for Latinx, Black, and Native American boys, it's like, well, what is, I, I really will bring a point of view around, okay, how does art and culture happen in this? Like, what is, what is the, either the implementation or what is the presence of it? I don't think it's, mm-hmm. I won't say it's not absent, but when I look at the stuff now, it's not as pronounced mm-hmm. as it could be. Um, and so I'm looking forward to bringing that into it. Um, I, think, I think the last three years has been an opportunity to um, build a new organ. We're building this culture. Like we built, you know, David, you know, you, put together this team and put together this organization and you had an aspiration for doing it. And I think I played a role in trying to build a culture of care, a culture mm-hmm. of uh, humanity. And I think that's what I'm bringing. Uh, my hope is into this new system is a, what does it mean to be human in doing this work? Um, and, and I think I wouldn't have had that if I didn't have the opportunity, you know, in this space for us to, to do this together and, and to practice it in to this practice. environment. Yeah, that was always us being like, we can't, we got to eat our own dog food, right? Yeah. We can't ask people to do stuff that we wouldn't be willing to do. And so I think that's been great about the team. I, 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 I mean, I really think that this has been a dream to work and imagine, you know, this isn't just like copy for the brochure and, and, and whatnot. It's, it's been great um, because, you know, David's been a leader who, who's been someone who's like, sure, let's figure it out. You know, like, <laughs> You know, which can be tough for at times. All the, for, for all, all, of, all the foibles. All, all, all the myriad of you know, things that I mean. also think that, you know, I, I also think that, Lindsay, and this is part of the pod where we're doing, we're doing the yearbook, we're writing our yearbook <laughs> things. But I think also at the same time, Lindsay, I think you, you have this lovely human balance of like, you, you just have this edge of like uh, command, as they might say in the Gallup strength world, but just ambition. Like you have a, a, a sense of excellence in terms of like, I want to do the best I can in in the role I have right now. Like, I think that's awesome. And I think when it comes off as it comes off as very real, because like you do, you do get pissed at things or you do get, and you also notice, okay, I'm feeling this right now. I'm going to, I'm going to feel it, but then I'm going to move it. And I've, I've always appreciated because, because I think David sometimes is his Spock like Vulcan ways of like, well, I will take the moment in. I can be warm too. You can be warm too. <laughs> that worrying is a software rebooting in his mind. Uh, but I think, I think Lindsay's also, you, you've carried the sort of the real, like, this is real, you know, like this, this sense of authenticity. And it's not to say David hasn't been authentic because. We've the, reached the roast part of we, the interview. We've reached no, the roast part of the. No, I, but I, I think you did, you manifest it. I think David's really great at the balcony. 
right? Like there, there, there have been things that like you've to- shared with me, David, that have happened. And I know my response would be like, what the, come on, man. And you, you just <laughs> sort of like, you sublimely smile and go, hey, that's okay. We'll sort it out. We'll figure it out, right? And that's, that's in your role. That's steady to have that. But it's also real to have that response of like, what the, come on. Like, and I know, I know mm-hmm. you know, Lindsay's, you've modeled that, you know, in the, in the appropriate ways. Um, so it's been a good balance to have that, you know, in the, in the space here. And, and at the same time, I, I think it's a, I think people want to be around us and they want to work with us. I know that's been David's intention. It's a charm offensive <laughs> in a sort of way, right. With the field. And I think what it is, is it's modeling, like, this is how working could be like, why, why wouldn't we work this way? And I think the folks that have touched us that have connected with us in our cohorts and our spaces, they bring that back into their systems, right? They, they and that have joined that. our system and like yeah. newer. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah. And they join yeah. it in different ways and, yeah. and, and they respond and they, mm-hmm. uh, and so, but that, I think that all takes time, you know, for people to, I think you, I mean, you, you were talking about earlier about the, the, the idea of like, you know, people going to see improv shows and sort of like loving the fact that they're, the people on stage are having a good time and they, and they're in it for each other. And they are sort of like, uh, they love each other, right? They're doing work for each other. And I think in some ways, I think for us as, as an organization that produces meetings where, you know, some combination of us are always in front of some room yeah. to a, an audience. I, I wasn't joking when I said that's basically our product, right? Yeah. And in some ways, like the, whatever feeling that this group had for each other had to come through those meetings, just, you know, at the same time as these meetings had to be accountable results-based and all that other stuff. Like we also had to have fun doing it. And we also had to yeah. seem like we we're having fun because that's, that's the thing that's going to, that, that's that charm that's going to like win people over, right. To the, to, 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 to the mission. I, I yeah, I, I, th- I want to say like, I think every time, not just the meetings I led, but like the meetings, you know, you would, you would come to me, Lindsay with like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this meeting or Dave, you're thinking about it. There's always this notion of like, we want folks to be better off. Yeah. Right. And that's, it, it sounds simple. But I don't think that happens a lot when people do meetings. I think they just sort of think about, well, we're going to meet to meet. And I think there's this genuine, like, people are taking time to be with us. And we want, and, and also we want them to feel awesome because we want them to come back, right? And, mm-hmm. and do it. And I think, I think you're right. Like, that's, I think we sort of carried that, you know, uh, with some discipline of execution, but also holding it to, I interrupted you, Lindsay. No, no, no. I, I want to ask more about, <coughs> sorry. not to be too, like, technical, but I, <laughs> First, I have a thought. It's interesting that that the way we were founded needed to attract people who had that comfort of being in front of room to some extent, like paired with that uh, knowledge that, you know, in the classical sense, like our collective impact work required us to be a leader of a group of people, each of us, yeah. and and care about accountability and uh you know in a in a way that's kind of a kind of an interesting mix for an organization to start out needing to have a whole bunch of those sorts of people yeah. um because we we're executing work through these through these lanes right anyway but what i really wanted to ask not necessarily purely technically but thinking about like what is it about imagine style of convening that you have led that's unique and special and all of that. Ah, well, I think I think I what I tried to imbue in our time here was that one that when you're when you're bringing people together, ultimately people that are coming are full of gifts and talents, and they ultimately want to do something bigger than themselves, or else they wouldn't come to the meeting. 
Now, of course, some people are contractually obligated to go to meetings, right? Like that's not true in all systems, but I think when we convene, that's the possibility. You don't have to be here. You can be at 90 million other places, or maybe your boss forced you to be here, fine, but you still chose to honor your boss. And so, but the, but the end of the day, the belief is everybody that steps in a room has gifts and talents, and they want to be certain, part of something bigger. And then paired with that with, okay, then we want to have relationships matter. You know, yeah, the topic matters, but but how these people connect with each other matter. And then how do we actually invite spaces of vulnerability and intimacy, right? Not not just because we're trying to... <laughs> I, I think the thing is, if we want real results, we need to have real connections and real things. Mm-hmm. And, then, and again, this is an assumption. It's a, a thing. Like a lot of people just kind of go through the motions in meetings because not people think about meetings as mm-hmm. these moments of possibility. Like I, I like to say, like Lindsay, like how can this meeting be the one that's on the postage stamp that you were there? Like that's... This, mm. how, like, it'd be great if this was a top five meeting of the week, but what if this was the thing that the directory changed for whatever we are trying to do, mm-hmm. right? And so, huh, if that's the case, what needs to be true, right? And, and, and that, so thinking from that standpoint, I think, I think is a different way of even thinking about how to set up a meeting or something. I'm, it's not trying to add gravitas where it isn't. It's trying to honor the possibility that the universe convened us in this way. And it'll never happen again, right? Because the river's going to keep flowing and we might meet again and we might have a podcast together, but it's not the same. But in that moment, the, something's inspiring for us. And so how can we meet that possibility? How can we meet that moment? And so that's when I, so, so again, what makes Imagine special is we hold for that possibility. When I'm at my best, I'm thinking that in the design, not like, oh, can I just use an old template and just get through this? Because I have those thoughts too. Because yeah. when I have those thoughts, it's because I'm scared. It's because I'm mm-hmm. scared of the possibility. I'm fearful. Mm-hmm. They're going to find out I'm a fraud as opposed to, no, let's dig down and go, well, what, what was I put here to do? Or what, what is the possibility that I can invite this group to think about in one way and, and do this way? Shoot, let's start with a poem. Or shoot, let's, let's talk to each other for a minute about what matters to us. Let's just whatever. Let's have people just connect in a different way because I could talk myself into that because I'm like, because I really want this to be on the stamp. I want this to be on the Franklin McCoin, <laughs> this possibility. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think the other things that we, we believe is that, well, if this meeting could have that, then people will either leave with a new insight or people will leave with a new, new relationship, a new friendship or a new way of working with somebody, or they'll leave with a new promise. And so how, that's why I think our meetings could be special, that that is there. I, I share this in my emails to people that Anais Neen quote of like, throw your dreams into space like a kite and you don't know what will come back. A new love, a new friend, a new country, right? And, and, and uh, that's, I know that's heavy for like a, a you know, a, a work group meeting possibly, <laughs> but it's like, to me, that's behind, like when we bring anybody together, this could be, the, this could be it. Yeah. Um, and so my hope is that Imagine will continue to be a space that, that holds that possibility. And I think when we're at our best, people might come in going, ah, oh, I got to come to this meeting. And they like, they linger afterwards because they're just want to stick around and talk to other people. Or they're like, they leave going, I'm checking out feeling so light. I'm, I'm checking out feeling hopeful. I'm mm-hmm. checking out like that. They literally feel that way differently and go, great. We changed their life for an hour. All right, let's go again. Cause we're only as good as our last meeting. <laughs> you know, let's, let's try it again. Uh, or whatever, you know, and, and uh, so that's, that's what I think of when, when I think about what, what makes, I, I like to think what, how we convene special. It's a weird thing, right? Because I think meetings are so quotidian and so mundane and people do it all the time, right? You're in five, six, seven meetings a day. Um, and yet they are the engine by which work gets done. That's how it gets done. Right. And so 
people don't think about what it means to bring people together to talk about a thing, to align results toward a thing, and then to make actions and, and go off and do things, right? Like, but I think that was the the the, the little bit of the 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 um, revelation that I had coming in this job is that like if we can figure out how to change the engine by which people come together to meet about things, because typically 99% of the meetings you go to are terrible. You're like, why am I here? What am I doing here? This is nuts. Or we're just going through the motions. Or just right, going through the motions. We're that's like, right. somebody's expecting us to meet. That's right. So then we can like read on the report we met. That's right. right? So then it's just a checkbox, right? That's right. that's right. Yeah, it's not necessarily done with care. That makes you feel like yeah, they right. value my time here. That's, that's right. that, that was important. I know, I know we're painting a broad brush and I, I, I think we're more right than wrong. Because it's not to say that people, no, some no, people that, don't think right, about it. That's right. But, that's I, right. but I'm willing yeah. to say that like my experience has been, it, it's more like that than not. Yeah. Right? So, and I think we, I'd like to think we had a rigor and a commitment to knowing that we're holding people's time. We want to make sure yeah. it's, 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 it's magic. That's what we want mm -hmm. to have. And um, so just so you know, like the reason why we went out to get you, because I knew that that was what we had to do. We had right. to make the best meeting engine. I was like, who do I know who can do that? And it was you, right? Like you and anybody who I spoke to, they were like, oh, you should talk to Mac. I was like, I know him, you know? Like, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, it was, it was you, you were, you were our get in order to be able to make that engine. And, I, and I'm hoping that- I'm confident it's gonna keep going. Yeah, that you, you've, you've designed an engine that we can sort of like now like modify and like work on. Well, you guys come to me less for consults. So that gives me confidence, right? Like, you know, it's not I, like- I don't know. You know <laughs> I don't know if that's good or but bad. Even, even, but even when we'd, we'd wrestle, you know, when you would bring a design or Lindsay would bring a design, like I can even tell how you think about it, right? You're, you're, you're unpacking it, you're thinking about it. And so that, that was always confident. That's always, I was confident that didn't matter, you know, so- you know, and that's, it's, that's a big chunk of it. I don't know if it's half the battle, yeah. but it's a big chunk of it, so. Joke's on you. You think we don't need you anymore. I'm going to show up at your house at like six o'clock on a Tuesday being like, I have a meeting tomorrow <laughs> exactly. and I need you to look this up. <laughs> I need you. Can you look at this agenda? Can you look this over? And hey, then I'll you, be like, you want to chair this work group? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll look at I have that $1,600 stipend. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's the, I think that's the thing like for me now, like, it's fun. You're, you're sharing that like as a joke. It's like, I love like going through meeting designs with people. It's fun. It's like, it's like, Oh, it wasn't a joke. No, I know. I know you weren't joking, but it's, it is. I know I, you're not going to be paid I, by I us anymore. To it. But I look forward to it. I look, I welcome it because when people who know what they're doing, talking about a meeting, it's fun because it's mm -hmm. just like, you're hearing them unpack it and think it. And it, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm sure it's like with directors who like look at scripts together, whatever, like mm -hmm. it's, it's cool. It's just cool to be with people who, who care and, and want to think through it. Um, and mm. you know what, and the worst is, is being in presence of a meeting where you you know that that wasn't done or, mm -hmm. or, or maybe we're all just trying to go through the motions here and, and, and do a thing. And so. I think yeah. the, the one frontier that, that I will miss not having to, not, not having had the ability to, to do with you is, is the, um, meeting rehearsal. Right, so you have your agenda done. You are ready to you're you're ready to go with with what you're gonna actually like how you're gonna run the meeting. Then you have people in the room enacting the enacting meeting. the meeting. Yeah, and then we you never know, we never really did that. We, yeah, that that would be fun. We, we'll figure out how to how to make that happen. For yeah, the team. enactments yeah. Are, are fun, but then people have to be willing to be coached in front of that. Yeah, yeah that's it's, right. It's, it's, it's the meeting it's, rehearsal. Why yeah. haven't we done those? I know. Is it too Time. late? It's, it's never too late. It's never. <laughs> We'll we'll, we'll 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 bring you back for one of those. But uh -huh. yeah, but the thing is, like, whenever you and you, me and you, David, have done this a lot. Like, you'd walk through a meeting and, and and design, and I would just 
I would grill you. Like, why are you yeah. doing that? What's going on? What are you trying to do there? What's going on? And so and I, usually I, the answer is because it's easy or like, <laughs> or like this is what we do before. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, what are you trying to do? get with that? And I think that's the, I think y'all have been able to, to take that well. And no, you know what? The, I, I think that I really value that we've cultivated that sense of like trust within the team that, I don't mind being grilled. Right. I grill you. Right. We all grill each other. You know, it's like that we know that that is a tool towards things being better, not critique or not unnecessary critique or, or coming out of a place of aggression, you know? Right. And I don't think that's true in service. You want it. You want that thing. You want that thing to be better. And you trust the other person to like tell you like, Hey, what what do you know with that? Mm -hmm. And and again, because we're maybe a little bit tired and loopy, we're probably a little more, we get to the chase a little bit like, why? What, what is the, you know, it might, right? And, and then we can tell if, if we're a little sharp, too sharp in the moment, you know, and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, you're right. I, th- I think that's right. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it's been like here. So you've been sort of circling around a number of these different topics, yep. but to drill down, yep. because this is a, a great question that came from um, producer Elizabeth. Ooh. What's been a highlight of working with the team at Imagine? Oh, man. What's been a highlight working the team of Imagine? Do it like a specific highlight or a thematic highlight? Like what do you want? Take it where you want to go. That's that's terrible to tell somebody who identifies as ENFP on the Myers Briggs <laughs> type indicator. Go where, go where you want to go. There we go. It's that's a five hour pod. It's a five hour pod. Another n- another another track on the greatest hits. Also, this was hits. this was my question, but it's oh, okay. then sorry uh, about that. Okay. So there's another great question from Lindsay. I mean, a highlight. <laughs> I think a highlight. Uh, you know, we, we've, yeah, we've been talking about it overall. I think the highlight of working with the team, and I, I'll go on the balcony because that's where I'm comfortable. And maybe I'll find a specific story that mm. highlights it, but is this sort of general like. Possibility. I mean, I do think we model this notion of possibility, joyful abundance. You know, I know it's it's a watchword we say a lot, but I think I think when we're our best selves, you know, uh, we really yeah, this could be that, and and then pair that with the skill that you have, like that that the special ability that everyone has, and they bring it to bear, um, and they and they and they're ruthless, right, and bring it to bear because they can trust that by being ruthless with my skill with you, it's going to serve the thing better. And, and that's like all great teams have that, right? Like we're, we're not worried about self as much or my ego. We're mm-hmm. able to, to let that go going, oh, okay, well, how's this going to be better? And I know that if I'm feeling my ego, right? If I'm, if I'm fearful or I'm trying to protect my ego, then there's something about this I'm not clear on, right? Because, and so I, I had very few times that that's happened for me. It was, it's been much more about, Hey man, we, we want this better result for the city, for our for our arts administrators, for our artists and creatives. And so what's it gonna take uh, to get there? And so I think that's one of one of the great things about the team has been being open to that. I think the other thing that's been great about the team is we collectively try to figure stuff out together, right? And so that that's fun and generate things and, and, and do things. And I think that's part of the again, the improv like ideation that people have in this group. They wanna talk about their ideas or at least hear them out. And then, and then we can joke about them when the ideas are kind of goofy, <laughs> but yet even the goofy ideas have the truth in it. Like, okay, that's weird. But what, what's the thing behind that? That's really good. Let's take, cause that came from somewhere. And so I think that's, you know, for the most part, everyone, you know, everyone has had that. Like again, Antoine, you know, who's also moving on, like he'd say stuff where like at the moment, like, I don't understand what you're saying. And then I'd sit with it going like, Oh, that's what he's talking about. That's so cool. Right. Like, I'm so glad he said it like that. Right. Like I, I grew in that moment of like, I didn't even see that point of view. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
And I think that's what the space invited. You know, when a space invites people like that to show up and be full like that, I think that's what I love about it. So, um, so yeah, it's been it's been good. It's it's been very like I've been very like I can't think of a lot of times where I'm like I don't want to go to work today or I don't want to do this. And if it was, if I had those moments, they were about me, mm-hmm. less less about the system. It was about it's actually me rubbing up against possibility, like ooh. This must be really like the wise version of me. Would be like, oh, this matters, huh? That's why you're scared because you're you really want it to go well, or you're really, you know, you're worried about your ego because you feel like it could be uh, hurt. So you must be doing the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like I've done, you know, I've been in front of rooms so many times, and I still get nervous. Right, kind of like shows. You still, I still get worried a little yeah. bit, um, and and I'm better now at channeling that energy into something productive. Yeah. As opposed to being in a doom spiral, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or like feeling I need to wear the hair shirt. So when I do well, it's because I wore the hair shirt before. And that's why, and like, I'm old enough to know like, that's dumb. You know, it just, just accept, okay, that's an unknown. Okay. Let that be unknown. And did you do everything you could to know it beforehand? You know? And so. Well, and you don't feel a little bit of that fire of nerves or whatever it is, then it's not, it doesn't matter enough. Maybe the stakes aren't high enough, right? High or, enough. or I'm yeah. not invested in it. And yeah. that's, and that's, and that's something I got to check in. Yeah. I've never felt like a meet. I've always felt like, Oh, this is going to be something. Uh, and I know that's part of my process too. The, the shadow side of it is it can be overwhelming, but the good side means, Oh, I care. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to, I want this to go well. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, so go ahead. No, you, you should ask this question. What's this a, <laughs> <laughs> What's a roast of the team? Uh, yeah. Not, not, <laughs> yeah. Not that Max, he's ready Max's for. Max's face just lit up. That was that he's ready for. Roasting. You know, it's, I, and I don't know if I mean the whole team or like one-on-one, whatever or, you or want. Or like what, what's roasting the, 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 the thematic elements of working. The thematic <laughs> roasting of our team. I think it was interesting, right? I think it's fair to say when we did back to Gallup, you know, the Gallup Strings Finder yes. and you did the map and, it, and we found out like, there was our, of our top five like strengths. <laughs> Nobody had an executing function, really. Like very few people. That's right. And the, the in the top five. This is in the like top five. The yeah. four options are like executing, relationship building, yeah. strategic, and influencing. And we were big on strategic, I believe. Right? Yeah, right. and big on influencing. influencing. Yeah. But not on, not necessarily on Are you supposed to influence that execution? Right, That's you need rest. a balance. And, so, as, and yeah. so the lesson to take away is, is that we just have to be more cognizant that we need to, we need to execute. And, and, and per, perhaps the reality is like, to, to, to be a strategic thinker, I can spend one unit of energy and I get five units of production. However, to execute, I'm gonna have to probably spend five units of energy, I'm probably getting three units of production. Like it's just a lot mm. to do. And I think that's definitely, I, I could say that's about myself, right? That it, it's, but it's also, but you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a critique necessarily of the team. It's just an, it's a knowing of like, perhaps that's our role is just execute enough, right? But but we have a lot of ideas here. You know, we we imagine a lot here. It's in the title. Um, I imagine for some folks that could be really off putting, or that could be really strange, <laughs> or that's odd. Um, but I do think there's accountability here. We're pretty lean, right? We're pretty mindful of it. It's not like we're like sitting on like. Scrooge McDuck piles of money. And like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like there's, there's like, you know, d- you know, both, both you, you all have ambition and want to make sure we're proving our worth. So, so I think that's it, but back to roasting, you know, I, so if I want to go from person to person, I feel like I should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, Let's I, hear I, it. What's one about Rachel? Like the, 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 there's a bit about Rachel, Rachel Shields Ebersole, who's so lovely. And, uh, 
But but she once mentioned it's like, you know, in Vermont, I went camping once without shoes and I ate like Queen Wall day or so, you know, there's this, uh, she said some, I don't know, some long (laughs) sharing about like some eclectic, like, oh, you know, Jeremy and I went on a tour of like signs of America and (laughs) sure, you know, she's mentioned, I'm like, yeah, that's on on brand. Like there's things about, and I, and if I were to sum it up, it's just sort of like curious and, and like, uh, it, it's like, it's, it's, I'm curious, but I'm not that kind of curious, <laughs> right? And maybe it's a different curious. It's so, it's quaint. It's, it's fascinating. And she's so earnest. I love it. Um, but I also, I love how Rachel will like, uh, ask a question, but it's really a point of view. <laughs> and, yeah. and I often go back going, is that a question or is that yeah. a statement of intent? You know? And she's like, and she'll pause. She goes, Hmm. I guess it was a statement. (laughs) Would it be helpful to look at the ClickUp notifications? Yes, it would be helpful. So, so that's she knows that she knows that. I also, I also wonder if I embody a lot of things of her partner. You know, like. (laughs) I think all of us. I mean, like yeah. the first day we had, uh, like a her first or second day in the job, she asked me something about like where I kept my where, where I kept like my list for my work, and I was like, I don't keep any list. And she's like, How do you get your work done? How do you, yeah, how do yeah. you do things? Like, yeah, do you how do, do you do things? things? And I'm like, I like wait this, a second. I'm I like a grown this story. Up. <laughs> I like the story because I think it's one of the things that first bonded Rachel and I. She's like, Yeah, you know, I asked David how he gets stuff done. How do you He's get like, stuff done? Is I the know. Question. And Rachel and I just like looked at each other. And we're like, <laughs> Yep. Here's the thing. That's a fair question, but the way she asked it was existentially challenging. <laughs> how do you live? Like, that's how it lands on me. Well, how do you get stuff done? Oh, and then okay. I had to pause okay. and go like, hey, wait a minute. So David's reaction is a little bit of possibly like defensiveness. Like, I'm an adult. I'm a grown up and, here. And <laughs> Rachel and I, knowing David, are like, <laughs> yep, that's the answer we expect. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. I carry, I carry my carry on. I don't wheel it. I carry my carry on because I'm a grown uh. adult. Uh, but that's like Rachel, you know, Elizabeth's newish to the team. So I don't, I don't have anything to roast her except, except like she, I really, I like her a lot. I think she's perfect for the culture here because of her both experience as an artist herself, but also as someone who has just done communication. So it's hard for me to roast, but I also, I also, also she'll share some sort of story that feels like almost like a, it feels like a story she'll share was like, wait, is that, is that a story from real life? Or is that like a, a lost take of a Bell and Sebastian? Like, <laughs> album. Yeah. Right. Like that's really twee. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, that's cool. Like I thought I was twee, but you've lived it. Like you, you you've like lived in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, it's probably not fair to roast her on it, but I don't have much to roast her. Like, no, I think you're representing like she, is incredibly thoughtful and probably expresses expresses herself in a way that is much more eloquent than any of us perhaps. Yes. And she has this depth of life experience where suddenly you're, you ask a very basic question. She's like, well, you know, and my family was living in like whatever yeah, exactly. it is. We were reveals, river rafting on the Amazon. Reveals one. like depths of, of life that is really like, she's generous. She's willing to share it. That's like yeah. generosity. But also yeah. you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? Like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, um, I do, I do, uh, I would, I would, and to that end, like anytime I would share, like do something in a meeting and she would like really resonated with her, like, I'd be like, yes, because <laughs> that means, 
It's deep. Yeah. Even though like everyone else I care about, there's something about like when Elizabeth like like she would like put like a heart emoji like in the meaning of them. Like all right, at that point kind of crushed. And she and she does a good like uh, prologue to the answer. That's like wow, what a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really thoughtful. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah, nice. She's, she, she's really lovely. Uh, it's been great having Cindy on the team because you know he 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 likes to eat <laughs> and likes to do all these like adventures like. And, and has like Constant Cindy surprise. Cindy is like possibility, like yeah. the living possibility. Like odds are it's like, let's play happen. Didn't happen. And it's like, you know, has, has Cindy, uh, you know, gone on walks in the forest with a 90 year old time traveler, uh, that, <laughs> you know, that protested Ikea in Sweden personally. It's like, I think that happened. Ding, 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 <laughs> that happened. Right. So, so it's fun, but also it's great to have, uh, I really appreciate Cindy's, you know, outsider view because Cindy's not been in the nonprofit mm. world and mm-hmm. has been a, a working artist. So mm-hmm. it, it, Cindy gets that, I think has these observations of like, almost like the visitor that's able to tell truths really quickly. Mm. It's like, Oh yeah, that's right. This is kind of weird. Right. And so, I re- but yeah, but very humble. Like I think, I think Cindy has always brought a sense of like, Oh, I'm just traveling here. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you. How to <laughs> I'm do not that. moving in. No. So, yeah. so Cindy yeah. wouldn't go, how do you live? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cindy wouldn't be like, how do you get things done? <laughs> Cindy would just, he'd think that in his mind. But you wouldn't say out loud. You're just like, hmm. Anyway. Uh, okay, you know, Antoine. Gosh, what, what, you know. He, my favorite, I, I, you can tell, like, I have 90 ideas that are leaving the, the door <laughs> all at the same time. I, I will say that one of my favorite memories of Antoine was we shared the story about being a great American one time. <laughs> And, and we were writing, we were talking, just a random like rip. We were just talking about Great America. And we referenced like the Whizzer. And I don't know if listeners know what the Whizzer is. It's one of those light coasters. It's not like intense, like the demon. It's like, it's just like, a, it's almost perfect for just like, oh, you're new to coasters. But the way it is, is that it's not separate seating. You could sit two people in front of each share other. share too many details of the story but, of the but podcast. No, I'm, I'm, what I'm referring to, those that know, it's like perfect for like going, you know, if you're if you're like, hoping to date somebody and you're not dating yet, but it's a good one to like pair up with. And I, it was funny just to hear Antoine break down that like technique and like, he decided he it. was all in on the story, which was maybe not appropriate for it. No, I'm, I, yeah, it was, it was, but it, there was a level of detail there. And I, I laughed about it was the, the deep wisdom that was there. And yet, I don't know. It, it was, I just sort of think that he's, uh, he's somebody who's like honest and true and so irresistible. And at the same time, he's really good at navigating worlds, you know, really yeah. well, which he, mm-hmm. you know, which he physically stands out in, but yet he's able to, to make people feel welcome yeah. and affirmed. And so mm-hmm. it was so great to, to work with him and, and do that. And mm-hmm. back to the two people here, right? Did I go through everybody so far? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's nothing else to say. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I would say, you know, I, you know, Lindsay, you, you, I said this before, it's just, I, th- I think I said this to David, like you, you do remind me of a lot of people I've met in, in my, my journeys of just really smart and really capable people with a real like edge uh, that wants to do right by self and stuff like that. And so that's not a roast. This is just it's nice. not a roast, but sometimes it, but it, but it comes off sometimes as like kind of DC in a way, like you lived in <laughs> DC, but I'm like, yeah, you lived in DC. Cause it's like, I've met that ambition. Like you have huh. that ambition, but yet you're Midwestern. In the sense of you know how to manage and hone it, like it isn't, mm-hmm. it isn't consuming you, mm-hmm. or maybe like you lived in DC, it's like you could see yourself in it, but you didn't like the vibe of like when you're talking to people and they're always looking over your shoulder to be like, who else can I network here? <laughs> like, 
like you saw it for what it was and you're like, I don't want to be part of that world. But like, I, I do think that you're, you're, I always appreciated that sort of continuous edge that you had. Um, and sometimes you'd respond as a human being really quickly with it. And it was kind of fun to hear that response, but then you'd sort of calibrate it. Like, oh, okay, I said that. Uh, and, and we we can't really go to specifics on the pod. You continue to work in this role. You continue to work in this role, so you probably don't want that out there and frustrating. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it, it's been fun, you know, working alongside you in that. And and uh, and I think you're also really good at bringing up difficult things in a way that's not personal. When I say like work things, like you you brought up stuff to me, uh, and you're like, well, how could how could this be this way? And I, and I knew what you were doing in the moment. I like, I appreciated it. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you're, you're checking me. You're managing up or whatever, managing to the side. And I always, I always have sort of appreciated that. Huh. I definitely needed to be managed at times with things. Uh, and, and I guess back to David, uh, finally, you know, sort of roasting uh, David. Um, you know, I never felt like I was, it, I'd have to explain to people like, oh, I work for my boss. But, I'm, but, but he's not my boss. We've known each other for years. But he's my boss. Uh, and I think boss I, is a funny word. It's a funny word, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to honor the authority because I do think there's decisions that you do, David, that I never wanted, that I didn't want to do. I was glad I don't have those decisions. And you carry those decisions well. Like the way you do that is well, uh, is graceful. Um, but at the same time, I've never felt a level of like authority with you. Um, and so I've always appreciated that. I, I was, I was prepared back to a music movie reference. I was, I, I thought like you were, you were uh, Michael Douglas and I was uh, Martin Sheen and the American president. Like that kind of vibe. Uh, do you remember that movie? Did, is that, I'm looking at Lindsay. Do you remember that? Oh, no. You gotta love that movie, right? You, you know what I'm talking about? It's a great the American movie. President. Aaron Sorkin at his best. I've, I think I've seen it, but sorry, okay. continue. Well, there's that scene where they're like, they're having it out, you know, like, yeah. you know, he, he's mad at Martin Sheen's character and Martin Sheen tells him, it's like, if it wasn't for me, you'd be the most popular professor at, in Madison. You know, like he references yeah. that he's right. And like, I'd like to think we had that vibe of like, you know, even if it, if it got real, we could tell each other uh, that um, the truth on things, but yet you, your, your credit is you wouldn't, you would never really take it deep and personal. You would just go like, Oh, that's good to know. And, and, and as someone who like myself, who, who hates conflict because I, the feelings, it was really easy to have, conflict mm -hmm. with you, David, because I also knew it was like, oh, well, I know where you stand. I could tell you this in this way. Or I could say it, I could say it in this sarcastic, jokey way, and, he's, and it's just me processing it in that way. But uh, perfect, perfect person for me to work with. Uh, you know, I know mm -hmm. the system I'm entering is, a little, is definitely different than that, and I know that. that, that's, that that's what made it hard to leave this system, because I really like this, uh, what's, what's going on here. And I think it'll continue to be great, uh, because you're going to bring in people not like, you're not going to bring the next me in. You're going to be privileged that spirit. Uh, and, and we're going to be better because that's what we need now. Something. So as we're looking for the next person to fill the, the job requirements or the job functions that you filled, yeah. as you know, when we've recruited people in the past, we've asked them to listen to some of the podcasts, right? So yeah. this, so this, oh, yeah, it's this yeah. other person <laughs> may be listening to this right now. Yes. What do you want that person to know about your David role? David likes film. So talk about <laughs> film in the interview. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. This if is the direction. Pro tips for the interview. Not pro tips for the interview. Pro tips about the job. Yeah. For the job. <laughs> no, I like the interview direction. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay likes people who can execute, <laughs> who have a track record of execution. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, you're yeah. saying. So what, sorry, say it again, David. I, I want. I want to answer the actual person, question. Yeah. What do you want the next person in your role to know? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do the exact role, but I think what what they'll need to know is that they're. 
they're charged with holding a possibility for a lot of different stakeholders. And you're going to have to figure out how to hold that possibility of a different future in a way that's graceful um, for people because they'll want it, but they'll know that they're going to have to let go of what they currently have. And so how do you set up ways of convening or conversations or activities that get people to, to, to normalize that? They're going to have to figure out how to do that. Um, and so when you're going to take on this job, there's going to be times, and for me, I'm a feeler. Like I feel these things, like I could feel the anxiety that people had. Mm-hmm. Or I could feel the pushback uh, that people had because what I was going, what the, in, the idea that I was inviting them to consider went against everything that their, their reality is right now. Right. But that's part of, that's what it means to work. And imagines you have to, you're the container for holding it um, and be ready to hold a different thing because maybe something else emerges and, and hold it, not letting it go because, oh, we're wasteful and we don't execute, but rather you're really listening to what the, the system needs now because there's a pandemic and we got to do something different or whatever, whatever the next thing is. So I think it, it's a real like, uh, it's this polarity of you have to be grounded in values of inclusion, you know, and again, not DIE inclusion that, that's turned into a checklist, but like holding people's humanity and, and you, you have to be committed to that. And you, you also have to be committed to like being ready to wreck them because if they really want a different result, they're going to have to change. And so I think that's, this work is about that at some level, right? And navigating that and holding that. So, and my hope is that the team is really tight because then the team can lean on each other when they're feeling that, um, right. you know, feeling unsure or feeling that, that it's, oh, no, no, it's okay. It's just a system responding. So, so I think coming into this, you got to be open for that possibility. Um, yeah, you got to have your stuff together coming into this role. And that doesn't mean you're like the best at something. It just means you're really grounded in it because you're going to hold so much uncertainty and ambiguity for people and you, you got to be graceful in holding it for folks. So, cause then that invites them to join you in being graceful in, in the ambiguity and the volatility and the uncertainty mm-hmm. and the complexity. So that's, <clears throat> if you can do that. Yeah. You know, uh, an album that Spotify happened, a new album that Spotify happened to recommend to me this week. Yeah. It's by an artist that I was not familiar with. Her name is Shannon Lay. Okay. And uh, the whole album is about change, which I was like, thank huh. you, Spotify. Hey. <laughs> I will Did Spotify this. also say, I, have, I, I can be warm? <laughs> the, In my algorithm. The, the algorithm said, like, but Lindsay, I can be warm. <laughs> I was like, actually, are you looking for a therapist? Uh, no. Huh. Um, but the, a line from, from the first song on the album just, I don't know, seems to resonate with this moment and what mm-hmm. you're saying about this people will, people will lose uh, and change is scary. But the line goes, without change, something sleeps inside us. Mm. I just really, mm. that feels like a tension that we're holding for our, ourselves and for the sector and the yeah. ability, the comfort with becoming awake. Then. Well, when you say that, Lindsay, what comes up when I know about myself is that I like routines. Mm-hmm. Like I want consistency sure. and, and things. And if I left my druthers, I wouldn't like order something different from the menu. Like there's, cause they want that predictability. I want that security and knowing the thing. But to your point, I also know when I'm doing that a lot, I get restless. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. anxious because what, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm not listening to what you're talking about. Is that yeah. something uh, different or possible to change? So, yeah. so I, th- I, that I get, I, I know I manage that in myself. I try to manage that. Um, hey, where do you want? And I think, I think if I really dug deep, like, I don't want to let the other person down, if that makes sense, because I don't know what's going to happen. And I, and I hold them this old model of like, it's got to be good as opposed to it's going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. 
I think that's, that, 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 that resonates with me a lot. So as we are beginning to wrap up. Yes. Thanks for listening, um, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> the, so as the person who, who discovered or who forged the power for this podcast to give our guests the limited time of oh. becoming the arts and cultures are. We also have to do the ritual where I take that power away from you. Yeah. Well, we, we, that, 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 that's when I bring out the big broadsword <coughs> and Highlander you. Um, that, that's happening next week, next yes. Friday Stay at tuned. the exit interview. Stay tuned for that one. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to live pod that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do as the arts and cultures uh, are? Got to work fast because you got, we're already over time. You're, over you're time. already negative, hour, negative minutes right now. What would I do? Uh, I, the answer that I, I, the answer is what I like everyone talking about is, is really about investment and intentional investment uh, in it. And I would, I, I would want to invest in, in having a diverse ecosystem of arts and culture. And so it is identifying who are the independents or who are the smaller outfits and how to support their success and thriving. Um, because we, we were kind of reflecting on this recently, this notion of that, that those, those, you know, you're, you're building more practitioners and more talent, not just in doing the art, but the administration of arts and culture as well in the system. So how do you intentionally make sure that uh, independents or smalls get the resourcing they need and the support they need to thrive? Also assuming that the reason why they're small is because they're hyper-local or they're hyper-relevant or they're, they're really taking on a really unique mm-hmm. uh part they're not they're not for everybody so i i gotta my hope is how do you create legislation and, and again that goes back to funding to make sure that that's vibrant and that's happening um our, our nature reflects that right when nature has a diverse ecosystem uh that's good for our all, all of our health and i think that's the same thing for how can milwaukee be a place for like oh yeah that thing happens here and that thing happens here right um as opposed to that gets swallowed up by that thing and that gets that so my my hope is how to how to support that that'd be my answer Mm. As opposed to a place where people leave because they know there are other settings and climates mm-hmm. that are more convening, conducive to that. So. Well, Mac, though your time, is, <laughs> though your reign ends, mm. Imagine is committed literally to continuing <laughs> that work that you've helped, that you've definitely had a huge part in moving forward uh, and bringing along. What you talked about is a little conceptual, but also very tied to, you know, a big piece of our work that, that you've shepherded. I like to think that's the legacy of my time here. Very conceptual, yet somewhat, <laughs> somewhat connected to the agenda. Somewhat that, literal. Somewhat, <laughs> I think that that's a good, that's a good note. That's a good grace note of my time to imagine. <laughs> mm. Hey, uh, how can your audience find you? <laughs> yeah, you can find me at, uh, you know, at MacArthur31 on Twitter or on Insta. You can watch my, my fitness journey on there or our highlights of my daughter's lacrosse performance <laughs> uh, talent. Um, you could also uh, find me at a, you know, I don't have my email. I'm not gonna give my email up, but I'm over Massive at- creativity at gmail.com. Oh shoot, oh shoot. There's another, there's another. <laughs> oh, there. I look forward to that. That's gonna, that's Google. come on Gmail, good luck on sorting that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll be over at the Obama Foundation and, and look at the My Brother's Keeper Alliance. We'll be, be doing work over there. And at Mantigua at Obama.org. Is that how it works? No, I don't know. No, I'm just guessing. No, you're right. It's either like first initial, last name. 
It's probably that. It's probably that. It's probably that. It's probably first. Just give it a go. Me. If you yeah, feel like trying to email, email Mac, me. I'm going to try. I'm going to put the reality it is I don't give out money, guys. I just want to be clear. I don't, don't hit me up for money. And, and I don't even. Or, think, or how about dinner invites for the uh, for the former first family? I don't even think I, I, I don't think I'm even allowed to look at the president for the first six months. <laughs> it's probationary. So don't, there's no, I'm just going to be guy to cubicle trying to make it happen for a bunch of cities. That's my job. It's, it's a lot of programmatic stuff. So yeah. Although, although uh, someone said, Mac, now that you're working at, at that foundation, at the Obama Foundation, you're now the more handsomest, most funniest guy who gets all his calls returned. So I'll enjoy that. Mm-hmm. For a, and so figure out like, no, you don't give him money? Well, I got it. I'll, I'll treat you like you used to be. So that's, there you go. That's where you can find me. Last thing. You want to read us out by yourself? You know, David and Lindsay, you know whom I really appreciated during my time here? Who? Mac? I appreciated our listeners. All hundreds and scores and thousands. There, there are thousand hundreds. There are hundreds. Of you. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode and you like that, keep supporting the podcast. Please share it with others. Post about it on social. If you'd like to guest host, you can ask us to Ask them at podandimaginemke.org. They might give you a tryout. Imagine this podcast is a team effort produced and edited once hosted by MacArthur and Antigua, but will currently henceforth be by David Lee, Lindsay Sheridan, with support from Elizabeth Gasparka, and maybe you, again, if you submit your guest hosting application. It's the flagship of the Imagine MK Podcast Network. Opening theme was written and performed by Bobby D, Bobby Drake, Bobby Digital. Make sure you also listen and subscribe to Black Imagination and back episodes of Arts Forward MKE, all of which can be found in ImagineMKE.org podcasts. To catch all the latest from Imagine MKE, do look at what I will do and hit them up at Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or Facebook Imagine MKE or go to ImagineMKE.org and subscribe to the Amplifier so you too can get recommendations and updates around how thriving our arts and culture communities in town. Thanks again. They will catch you next Tuesday. And they have a phenomenal guest. Who's the guest? Sarah Luther. They will talk to Sarah Luther, the mayor of Silver City. Indeed. Bye, everybody. Love you, Mac. Love you, too. This is Diane Choi. I'm the Associate Educator of Youth and Family Programs at the Milwaukee Art Museum. Mac is such a a master facilitator. I learned so much um, participating in the public health cohort that he led last year. Uh, I also really learned a lot about facilitation in his leadership during the Imagine Summit last fall. And Mac is just such an inspiration to me in how to really get people together and excited to get to know each other and work together. And I'm so going to miss him at Imagine, but I hope all goes well with him at the Obama Foundation. This is Christine Fleming, Manager of Community Engagement at the Hagerty Museum of Art at Marquette. I first met Mac on June 7th, 2019, about four months after starting my role. Um, When he was working for Public Allies at the National Office, they were so gracious, they let me go to a training or a kind of gathering, and he was there. Um, When he joined the Imagine MKE team, I was thrilled because Mac has this ability to hold space like no one I've seen before. I've been told I have boundless energy, but Mac absolutely puts me to shame. Through all the meetings leading up to the DNC, his enthusiasm on the podcast, Mac is one of those rare people that fills a meeting with joy, be it in person or virtual. I know Mac will absolutely crush his new role, as he has for all of his goals. I'm sad to see him go.
This is Dan Condon from the loyal Boulder, Colorado Imagine MKE fan base. Mac, you're one of my longest standing professional relationships, and of course, a solid friend of over 25 years. You're my favorite facilitator, and I love working with you when given the opportunity, even though I haven't officially worked with you since 2004 when I left Public Allies. Mac was communicating with me through the process, and my first selfish thought was, what about the Tuesday pod? Who will make fun of Lindsay? Upon congratulating you, of course, your response was very asset-based and community-driven. You told me, this is a win for the crew. And Mac, I'm so happy to be in your crew. Thanks for what you'll accomplish for our nation's boys and young men of color. Also, you're kind of an Obama stalker, huh? Love you, brother. That was super lovely. That's great. Feels like I'm, am I dead? Am I dead now? I'm looking at a water. I think I'm dead. So lovely. Of course, David hooked that up. David is cackling because he's like, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's so lovely. It was so hard to sit through. Uh, I was hoping for my connection to break up. That was really great. That was really great. <laughs>